Hello, listeners. Today has a place in eternity that no other day can take. There are things God has established for you to accomplish this day. And there are things the devil has set up to distract you. Certainly, there is some leeway in this, and God gives an incredible amount of grace. But what we do with today matters, not only for ourselves, but also for those God has appointed for us to touch. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. A daily podcast with your host, Pamela Staten. Dedicating today's podcast to Abby. Happy birthday, Abby. And anyone else who is celebrating a birthday on this glorious day of this glorious month. God's blessings be with you. Amen. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I do not take today for granted. Download fresh vision and purpose into my spirit today so that I might take advantage of every opportunity you bring my way. I have a fresh anointing for the day ahead that is uncontaminated and uncompromised. By this anointing, every yoke is broken off my life and every burden is lifted. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I declare that a new cycle of power and victory in my life begins right now. I break free from the cares of yesterday and will not take on any worries about tomorrow for you have given me grace that is sufficient for each day in and of itself. Your mercies are new every morning and you clothe me with newness of purpose as I wait upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray with me. Father, I declare today that your love gives me the patience to suffer long and yet be kind. Your love causes me not to envy, parade myself, or be puffed up. Because of your love, I will not have I will not behave rudely or seek to fulfill my own selfish desires. Your love keeps me from thinking angry and malicious thoughts about others. I do not rejoice in sinfulness, but rejoice in the truth. With your love, I bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things. I am secure that your love never fails. In the name of Jesus, amen. Father, today I confess and receive forgiveness for my sins and walk with confidence, knowing that I am in right standing with you. I am redeemed from the curse of sin and death by the blood of Jesus, and I live free from condemnation. I declare that I am a new creation. Old things in my life have passed away, and all things have become new. 
Help me to accomplish all you have for me to do as I wait excitedly for your return. In Jesus' name, amen. And pray with me. Father, I seek today to be holy even as you are holy. Shine the light of your Holy Spirit on any hidden sin I need to address. Let me walk in such brokenness and sensitivity to your spirit that I confess any and all sin before it takes root in my life. Keep my life on course and never let me compromise or settle for anything less than your best for me. Set my feet firmly on the path of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, take authority over my day and declare that I will run this race with confidence. I am equipped to achieve my goals and obtain the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ in my life. I command this day to fully cooperate with me and I call upon all the resources of heaven that you have set aside for me to accomplish your divine purpose and plan in my life today. I will not tire. I will not trip or fall. I will not merely, I will not merely survive, but I will thrive. I will finish well in Jesus' name. Amen. And one more from Cindy Chim. Father, I rise early today to meet with you. Your will is my assignment. I run this race to win the prize. I take no shortcuts in my preparation. I declare that I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I have all I need for life and godliness. Father, let your word inspire me to righteousness. Without you, I could do nothing. So I seek you first and everything I need to fulfill your purposes will be added to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, alleluia. Don't go anywhere, listeners. We'll be right back with more prayers. Trusting God day by day says, catch it early. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9 says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. It is recommended that any time you even begin to feel fearful about anything, you should immediately begin to pray and confess 
I will not live in fear. You will see amazing results. When we pray, God hears and answers. When we confess his word, we renew our own minds and come into agreement with his plans for us. No matter what God wants to do for us, we must agree with him in order to receive and enjoy it. Amos chapter 3. We must learn to think like God thinks and talk like he talks, and none of his thoughts or words are fearful. This thought, I will not live in fear, will help you become courageous rather than fearful. Call it to mind the instant you begin to feel fear and meditate on it even during the times when you are not afraid. By doing this, you will be even more prepared to stand against fear when it does come. Remember that it will take time to be committed and you have to stick with it until you see change. I will not live in fear. Say it as soon as you feel fearful about anything and you will be able to keep fear from controlling you. You may still fear but you can move beyond it by realizing that it is merely the devil's attempt to prevent you from enjoying life or making any kind of progress. Do what you believe you're supposed to do, even if you have to do it. A little afraid. Catch it early. Do not let fear control you. Trust that God does not want you to live a life of fear. Amen. Romans 8.31 If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? We must learn how to deal with fear before it goes too far because it will never completely go away. Feeling fear is part of being alive. We may feel fear when we are doing something that we've never done before, or when the obstacles seem insurmountable, or when we don't have the natural help we feel we need. Well, none of this means that we're cowards. It means we're human. We can only be cowardly when we allow our fears to dictate our actions or decisions. So instead of following our hearts and doing what we know is right for us, we have to accept the fact that fear will never go away completely, but also know that we can live boldly and courageously because God has told us that he is always with us. Because of that knowledge, we can choose to ignore the fear we feel. It's okay to feel fear. It is not okay to act on those feelings. You see, the word fear means to take flight or to run away from. And it causes us to want to flee from what God wants us to confront. The only acceptable attitude for a Christian to have toward fear is, I will not fear. 
Don't shrink back from anything in fear. You may be going forward with something you feel God has spoken to you to do. Then something happens to make it appear that it's not working out or that people are not in favor of it. You realize that if you do what God wants you to do, you may risk losing friends. You may risk losing some resources or your reputation. Well, when you feel that fear, the first impulse is to shrink back. God knows that. And that is why he says loudly, do not fear. When he tells us not to fear, what he means is no matter how you feel, keep putting one foot in front of the other and doing what you believe he has told you to do because that is the only way to defeat fear and make progress. Trust in the word of God more than you trust in the lies of the devil and keep making progress. Amen. Amen. Let us pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and deliver us from evil. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The devil tried to come in there, but I squashed him. Amen. Don't move. We'll be back. Just a moment. God's purpose for your life can't go one day without it. Ecclesiastes 5, draw near to listen. Think about your interaction with someone that you truly love. If you do all the talking, it isn't really a relationship, is it? True communication is a two-way street. You express yourself and then you listen to the other person. He or she discloses something to you and you process what you hear and respond accordingly. This is the process through which decisions are reached, consensus is built, agreements are forged, problems are solved, secrets are divulged, dreams are shared, vulnerabilities are revealed. 
information is exchanged, attitudes are influenced, encouragement is offered, and advice is given and received. A sense of intimacy develops through it all. If you spend all your time telling the Lord about your problems, hopes, needs, feelings, desires, and doubts, you're missing out on hearing his wisdom, his dreams for your life, his provision for you, and his work in the world. Even worse, you'll miss out on hearing about how God feels about you. Listeners, don't make that mistake. You have the privilege of having a relationship with the sovereign of all creation. Show him how much you love him by taking time to listen to all he wants to tell you. And you'll be glad you did. I mean it. I'm so glad I do. I listen. And God talks to me. He does. And he does let me know how he feels about me. That's what keeps me going. Jesus, I draw near to listen to you. Thank you for loving and leading me. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. I pray. (laughs) Amen. Stay right there. We have more. Be right back. Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Conduct yourselves properly, honorably, righteously among the Gentiles, so that although they may slander you as evildoers, they may, by witnessing your good deeds, come to glorify God in the day of inspection, when God shall look upon you wanderers as a pastor or shepherd looks over his flock. Amen. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure 
pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye give, it shall be measured to you again. Giving and living selflessly do produce harvests in our lives. There's nothing wrong with desiring and expecting a harvest. Our motivation for helping others should not be to get something for ourselves, but God does tell us that we will reap what we sow, and therefore we can look forward to that benefit. God promises to reward those who diligently seek him. The word reward in the original Greek text of the New Testament means wages received in this life or recompense. In the Hebrew language in which the Old Testament is written, the word reward means fruit, earnings, product, price, or result. The word reward is used 68 times in the Bible. God wants us to look forward to rewards of our obedience and good choices. If we care about those who are poor and oppressed, God promises that we will not want. But if we hide our eyes from their need, we shall have a curse on our lives. The writer of Proverbs even says that when we give to the poor, we are lending to God. I cannot imagine that God does not pay great interest on what is loaned to him. So I urge you to work to bring justice to the oppressed. That simply means that when you see something that you know is not right, you work to make it right. Make sure that you are lending to God by taking care of the poor. Focus on giving to others and righting the injustice in the world. And then you can trust God to bring a harvest of blessings into your life. Amen. Gaze up towards the heavens as we pray. Father, help us to show our humanity to those in need without any care about their ethnicity, lifestyle, or their religious beliefs. Let us be your arms of service and your voice of love and consolation. Make us mindful of the fact that our faith must be manifested in the work we do for others. Strengthen us so our desire to give comfort and financial assistance does not waver. As the government becomes apathetic and hostile, remind us the work of the church is not finished. Remember the church are the people. Assist us in our labor for you. Allow resources to be abundant, but not abused. 
provide funds and a method of distribution so people obtain the relief required to live and to recover. Bless us with favor for the good of those who require aid. Then, Lord, please send the Holy Spirit to intervene and restore belief in you and the people to those have lost their faith and to those who never claimed you as their Lord and Savior. And as we provide assistance, help us not to neglect the most important work, which is the work of prayer. Let us remember it is the hardest work and the work which must always precede our efforts. Father, help us to be a blessing and to remember in these times the people on trial. The unsaved are watching. The world is observing. Our faiths are noticing. Let them see us as your light and know that you are love. You have called us to be the salt of the earth Now in this hour of ungodly devastation, equip us with all we need spiritually, emotionally, and financially to be kingdom representatives for you, working tirelessly, compassionately, prayerfully, and most importantly, in unity. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen, alleluia. In God's way, day by day, it's a new day, it's a new way. All truth points to God. Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Wholeness, from God's perspective, is to be complete. To know with deep assurance that we are beloved by God with an everlasting, infinite, and unconditional love. To be able to move forward with boldness and confidence that we are God's children, to claim God's promises that we are victors through Christ over every negative situation and circumstance, and to be able to stand up to the enemy of our souls regardless of what the devil may throw at us. Wholeness is the work that God does in us with a twofold purpose that we might be sound in spirit, sound in mind, sound with emotions, and that we might influence others to accept God's love and God's plan. Amen. I see the wholeness in you, O Loris. I see the wholeness. 
listeners, that wraps up another podcast. I'm so glad that you came to pray with me. We just got these blessings started. It's a new day. It's a new month. Let's put on the armor and fight the good fight. Be kind to others. God does reward you when you do. Amen. Come back tomorrow. Bye for now.